Welcome to the stage of history retold. another episode of here comes a new challenger a fighting game podcast um this is a little bit different we have three people of us today i am of course one of the the three um garrett the host and i am joined by uh, mr troy howdy since austin's not here you actually get to do howdy let's go and i have him uh steal it from me like he normally does and we've got a new person a new challenger and his name is Bo. Greetings. Yeah, so um, before we start with the usual stuff, I'm going to go ahead and pick your brain for a little bit. Um, so when did you start getting into fighting games? Uh, well, honestly, probably my first experience really getting in-depth with fighting games was probably back in high school. Uh, started getting in around the time Mortal Kombat 10 came out. Uh, and then uh, I was the head of my school's video game club, so uh, we ended up having a few tournaments for Smash and the like. Um, and then that's how I started getting into Skullgirls, because somebody brought that up as a suggestion. And then part I really dove deep was I went to a local Gundam night with my friend at a local hobby shop. And they had a setup for Gundam Extreme Versus. Uh, and me and him had never touched this game before, didn't know anything about it. And to the, we just had some members of the local scene there who were like, come on, give it a try. And we loved it so much that we both imported copies of the game. Uh, and then once college rolled around, I uh, went to club to kind of try and poach a few people into playing Gundam Versus with me, and that exposed me to the wider fighting game community. Yeah, well, uh, some of my buddies are really into Gundam Versus. They were doing that new uh, beta for the new one coming out? Yeah, it comes out uh, end of this month, I believe. Oh, okay. July 30th? Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I think I'll probably give it a shot when it comes out. Oh, I'll pick it up again, play a few rounds with my old bud. Uh, though I feel... My enjoyment of the series has kind of fallen to the wayside a bit. I don't know. Maybe I'll get back in it a bit more with this newer game because it's a bit more like uh, Extreme Versus compared to PS4 Versus, yeah. which I didn't enjoy as much because it wasn't as fast paced. Um, but yeah, I'll probably play that a bit when it comes out. Hell yeah. Um,. I will only play that one if they add the best Gundam character, uh, two of the best Gundam characters, um, Hathaway and Quest. Uh, Hathaway was in Extreme Versus. Well then, I gotta play one of the best Gundam characters So he, ever. he will probably be in Maxi Boost, considering Hathaway? that's pretty much just an updated version of Extreme Versus. Hathaway is fine, it's just Quest. <laughs> yeah, I can make Quest. They're both just terrible. 
They're like not Apple great. Apple is getting his own movie, so it's fine. He's getting his own like trilogy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a series, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it'll like, be, it'll probably be like a series of like three or four OVAs mm. that might later be cut up into pieces and doled out as an anime. Who knows? for the quest miniseries soon. Uh, that, hopefully never. Yeah, she was, her and Halfway to Me were like the worst parts of Char's Counter-Attack when me and Troy went to go see that in theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Char's making some really good points. <laughs> Maybe Space Hitler is onto something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Zeke Zion. You know, he's he's uh he's onto something about getting rid of all of those normie Earthlings. My favorite Their souls part. are just weighed down by gravity. They can't <laughs> understand. My favorite part is when um, Amaro is like. Sure, how could you do that to Quest? She treated you, uh, or she thought of you like her father. And he was like, yeah, I thought there was something I thought she was annoying. Or I thought that's what I was annoying about her. Yeah, yeah. Char's had some great lines over the years. Uh, probably my favorite, and the one that gets memed the most, comes from Zeta Gundam. Um, and it's when Amaro and sure see each other for the first time since 0079 and Amaro just goes why are you here and Char's response is I came to earth to laugh in your face <laughs> thank you Char very cool Char is a good boy he's just a Chad it's fine not a good boy no but a Chad <laughs> he, he gets the uh, morally gray pass for being attractive are they hot? Yep, morally gray. <laughs> Listen, the super beast is on something when they said that. I mean, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> All right, so um, oops. Since we're going to do what we normally do, which is talk about what we've been playing recently. So, Mr. Troy, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a lot of Smite, uh, as my Discord has probably been showing me for the, the past two weeks. Um, right now they have that Avatar The Last Airbender event, along with the Korra. So, all I've been doing is just grinding for that Korra skin. <laughs> playing matches 24-7 when I have a day off. Um, and then recently I started getting back into uni. Um, last time I played BB Tag with James, I was telling him, like, how no character has really clicked with me. Um, and I was kind of, like, having the dying interest in the game. It was like, you should just play Ide. He's, like, way cooler in uni. So I've been trying that out, and, yeah, I'm probably going to be a Hyde main now. His combos just kind of click a lot easier. That and his Reco Loops. Um... Are baby easy compared to the BB tag ones? I could never get them figured out in um, uni, actually. Yeah, 
I think I remember you saying like how someone told you you time it with the first, the second, the third. That's like really helped. You just wait for him to say the full one. Because uh, if you do it early, he'll say first, second, third. No, you have to do the whole first, the second, the third, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, but compared to BB Tag, dude, they're like much better. Because BB Tag, you have to do it off as a specific starter. And it has to be like max range of a far five AAA. And then you just have to hell delay the last one. It's weird. You know, because it's uh, the optimal BNB in that game, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. I don't think we brought it up on the, on the podcast yet, so I had to. <laughs> That's like... It's still it's still a trigger phrase, even though it was like almost a year ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. That's like 1.5, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was like one of my first times at a free tournament, and I was watching the VOD for it. I was like, huh, I guess I don't know how to play hide because I didn't do a record loop. But now it turns out that you don't, you're not supposed to do record loop as hide. Uh, like, the only thing they're really good for is the uh, corner carry, but the damage you get off of it is not great. Um,. If you want to do like the cool hide combos, you do the pogo loops, but even those are like more of a DP punish because it's an awkward starter. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of boring in BB tag, but I still love him. Yeah, I feel that, especially with the. It just sucks because in tag, like his scaling is so bad. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, but know, I mean, he does all that great. chip. Yeah. He does so much chip now in 2.0. It's just like, I don't care anymore. It's like, I dare you to block. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's a fair little um, trade-off, I guess. Yeah, and he yeah. still has mix. He just has to actually work for it. You have to actually know um, how to stagger, and then, like, your uh, 5A and 2A are your jump cancelables. So you kind of just, like, 5B, 2A, jump cancel, like, go over them, and then backdash or air backdash and do JB, because JB can just cross up, and it's so nice. It's just not, like, can't mix, like, other characters, like, I guess... <laughs> Or, uh, fucking Narukami. Narukami. Yeah. With everyone's favorite 5BB. It's not like Can. That that one's super reactable. Narukami's just, like, a mid-dispenser who has Shmix, but his Shmix is also, like, have to work for it. Like, he has a built-in to his auto combo, but that one's, like, bro, you can just DP that one. <laughs> or just, nah, nah, yeah. it's too, it comes out too fast. <laughs> it's basically an instant overhead, you're right. My bad. It's too hard. <laughs> he's he's broken now. Okay, yeah. Ever or defeat it. There's no way. Narcom is literally top one. Honestly he he might be. <laughs> no memes he he might be. I mean he's really good now, yeah, after they did all the the he's for sure worst. top tier. Like I'm not gonna oh, like yeah. like he's yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he's always been my main. And it's like before, I think he was probably just the hardest Shoto to play um, in the game. And now he's just like I hate to say it because again he's my main, but yeah, he's kind of brain dead. But he's so good and he's still so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you get two raging lines now. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just one. Just uh, make it plus. Throw EXEO and <laughs> then do Raging Lion and just keep doing it. So good. So dumb. But those were my games of the week. Hell yeah. What about you, Mr. Bo? Um, well, I've stuck to my normal grind of doing FF14 every day. Uh, because I'm trying to get everything to the level cap before the next patch comes out. Uh, getting pretty close, so I'm happy about that. Played a bit of Skullgirls earlier in the week and some Street Fighter V. Uh, Picked up Skullgirls again fairly recently because of EVO Online, uh, but even after that whole thing, I'm continuing to play it a little bit just because I want to get better with it. Uh, I originally, back in the day, when I started playing, was playing Valentine solo, uh, though now I have switched to the big boys of um, Beowulf and Big Band. Let's go. Because... Uh, I think Beowulf has really been the first grappler I'm interested in because he's a bit faster than a normal grappler. Like he's not super slow like Geef. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't even like feel like a grappler. Like he has yeah. the command grabs, but he feels like so much more. Like the grappling or the command grabs just happen to be in his kit. Yeah, and everything comes out of his normal grab, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, considering I'm bad and struggle with 720 motions. Big same, yeah. Uh, and then I've been getting more into Big Band, because how can you not want to play Big Band? Mm. Uh, back on the beat. And I, I tried picking him up back in the day, but I uh, struggled. At that time, I was struggling too much with his charge motions. Uh, and I still struggle with charge characters to this day, because I'm never 100% sure of the timing. I think I've got down to Big Band, where if he takes two steps back, so about, like, 1.5 seconds, that's good. Uh, but I still struggle them sometimes, except the problem is I love charge characters. Almost always, like, I play Guile and Street Fighter V, and Street Fighter in general. Um, and I play Big Band, and I play Batista in Unist. I have uh, no idea how anyone plays Batista. That it's too big brain for me. <laughs> she has like um, six different charge motions. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I play her very casually. Uh, yeah. I typically switch between her and like a Koski. Uh, but yeah, that's been a lot of fun recently. Getting some more BNB. Uh, getting used to the BNB with uh, big bands. That's a long BNB, by the way. It's like 20 hits. Yeah, are you going off the one in the wiki, by chance? Yeah. Yeah, um, one of our other members, because I was having trouble with that BNB for a while, um, he showed me this other one. He has two, so like one's mid-screen, so I guess not technically in BNB, but one mid-screen in one corner, and they both do more damage than the one in the wiki, and they're way easier to do. Alright. It's... I'll like I'll send you the link to it later, but it has helped me a lot. <laughs> I would appreciate it. And that, and then aside from a little bit of playing around with Ghost of Tsushima, 
that has been my week. Hell yeah. Um... <clears throat> Okay, so honestly, with mine, I've talked about it a lot on the other podcast I was on uh, two days ago, which is the Kurocast. Um, that will be on. That is on his. That's on Blackjack's Patreon right now. And if you pay five bucks, you just get it right now. It's like an early access thing. Um, the big reason why is because that thing is really, really long. <laughs> So I went super in-depth over there of what I did, because I was like three hours long, I think. So definitely check out that when it comes out on everything eventually. Or pay five bucks and get early access. But what did you play? What did I play? Well, um, <laughs> I did some more streaming today of Yik. I still have no idea what the game is, and I watched you play a little bit of it. I'm scared to watch that highlight video you uploaded. There's like two of them, and they're both like they're both really good. They're both really well edited. Because um, just every bit of uh, content I've seen about that game, like I remember seeing a meme once about I think it was like it wasn't even about Yik. It was about um, Borderlands on the Switch, and it was like a pop up that said, "Please." connect to the PlayStation store to continue playing. And then just on the background, uh, on the guy's main page, he had Y2K download. And everybody in the replies was like, why are you playing that garbage? Yeah, um, it's a RP- it's an indie RPG. Um, its full name is Y2K, a postmodern RPG. So you can tell that, you know, it's uh, very smart. And very, very well crafted with its name. Forgot to drop that S in there. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> um, I everyone else calls it Yik because it's the two is Roman numerals. Yeah, that, uh, that's that makes and sense. The, the creator always does mention that at the beginning of the the game where they're like, "Aha, it's called pronounced Y two K, not Yik," even though everyone calls it that. Yeah, no. The creator thought it would be a good idea, and it's dumb. It's like, yeah, it's dumb. That doesn't make it any better because you mentioned that it's dumb. (laughs) It's very much like Dragon Ball Fighters, where everybody calls it Fighters, but Bandai Namco was like, no, it is Fighter Z. Yeah, it's just. I don't I don't get it man like it's called that but it's also awful because it's an RPG with minigame things like Paper Mario which sounds mm. fun on paper but then every single thing is like a warrior a warrior wear micro game that takes 30 seconds oh no two random encounters just take forever because of that so what is the premise of the game so your play is Alex oh, who is geez. a college graduate um, oh boy, is this, hold on. Is this a game about hipsters? Yes. And oh he, boy. And he is a uh, liberal arts major. Uh, and he is looking, I knew it was coming. And he is looking for a job in 1999. Uh, and he oh. comes across a girl who goes missing, and then he goes off on a quest to find her. Wait, why is this a postmodern RPG? 
because probably because of the I, term postmodernism, I think, but the, I don't even know if it fits in this context. Oh, like, no, I don't know why it's called that. I think it is because uh, just because somebody wanted it to sound smart. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It just sounds like this whole game was created because the dude really wanted to sound like he was a smart boy, and because so they're super smart and they can show that get it this RPG is supposed to be subversive even though it's really not it doesn't do anything that's subversive like the idea is like oh man we have an asshole main character guess what that's not subversive yeah well, I don't know it's that's not it's super common yeah it's like yeah. man if, if that's never happened in an RPG except for it's never Cecil, happened before Cloud was Cecil not an asshole and Cloud <laughs> at the beginning and um, there's more. There's so much more. Or like Geralt. So you're doing this why? Um, because, so I bought it forever ago on PS4, like last year, oh. on sale. And I played about four hours and I gave up. Um, and Sounds I figured, like me with a one. And I figured if this game goes on sale again since I have a, lap, a better laptop I will buy it and I will stream it so I can actually finish it and it got on sale for a relatively decent price so I bought it and now I am streaming it and I'm like 10 hours in and I hate it so as you should know Garrett is a video game masochist and that should have just summed it up oh I do remember that much <laughs> I mean, I only played, like, some, but it's weird, because when my friends are like, oh, yeah, I buy games to laugh at them, I'm like, I don't do that. I, the only game I've done that recently has been with Yik. Because I want to enjoy my time that I'm using. I don't want to play a 20-hour game, and I'm like, I hate this, but I have to with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm too far gone now to just give up. It's a uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Basically, and um, I've also learned today that you can speed up the combat... The game never tells you that. Oh boy. Is it like hidden under like three layers of options or something? No, it's it will you hold down the right trigger. Oh. <laughs> the game never Good. tells you that. Oh. I I figured that out today by looking at an FAQ to find out um how to solve a puzzle in a dungeon because I gave up. And it's like, how do I speed it like up? Trigger, it's like, oh, bro. if you hold down the right trigger or press the enter key, you can speed up combat. I'm like how come this game never told me that? Because he wants you to savor every moment. Like, the this really is so, mo- like, so for, game or... be- before this, I did a fought a mimic that had like so much health that took like five to ten minutes to beat. Oh god, that's and awful. That, and that would have like saved so much goddamn time if I could have hold held down the enter key or right trigger, but I didn't know because the game literally never told me. Ugh. And now my friend created an emote in our in his Discord for Yik not not poggers. And it's just Alex's face screaming. That's pretty good. So that that sounds classy. Game. It's gonna be a good time. I wish you good luck. If it seems like you are going to die, the the back out machine is always there. Yeah, but I don't want to. I'm gonna try to see if I can solve, savor it, not savor it, survive. There we go. I was about to say. No, because I wanna. 
Because like, this time I, I played like sub two hours. Because I usually try to go for two, two and a half. But that dungeon just fried my brain and just hated it. Because uh, also, in that dungeon I ran into a bunch of cameos from other games published by Yazurb Games. Where I saw the little robot from 2046, 2064 Read Only Memories. Oh, yeah. And he was there. And he was like, oh, man, they don't have any Turing here. I guess I'll have to get a different drink. It's like, okay, that's not okay, whatever. And you know who was right next to him? Jill was it Stingray. Jill? Yeah, Jill Stingray from Valhalla. A good game. That is a good game. And I, had to, I recently got my physical edition of that for the Switch. Yeah, and I had to do a fucking quest where I had to go to beat up some monster dudes to get her bronze and extract so she can make a gut punch. Nice. I don't know, I'm just like, I hate this, because she doesn't even sound like Jill. Mm-hmm. Like, the the personality of the writing just isn't there. Like, she's, she's being way too polite to be Jill. Mm-hmm. She's not slightly stuck up and no, she's not quiet no snark. and moody. Yeah, no, there's no snark at all. She says, let's uh, mix drinks and save lives. I'm like, oh, I know that. But that's it. Then so it's the it's the Ready Player One version of Jill yeah. where it's like where you can point and go, I know that thing. And then there's nothing more to it than that. Yeah, she is. She is the Iron Giant of. Of Vyak. God damn it. Yeah, so I did that. Um, I played a little bit of Soul Calibur 6 today, which I'll talk about soon. Because that is the topic today of Soul Calibur. Um, Who is Uni? What have I been playing Uni for? I thought we were talking about Gundam. Why did you invite me on this? We're making last minute changes. It's now Gundam. <laughs> Make your Gundam waifu tier list. Uh, crossbones at the top. That's it. I don't know any of them. The Gundam, not the series. Uh, tequila Gundam. <laughs> oh fuck, that was mine. <laughs> and then the windmill one right below that. <laughs> and then the fish one right below that. And I don't know. These top tier Gundam waifus. Don't worry, I've, I've looked at pictures. I'm a Gundam genius. Yeah, so I did that. Uh, finished up Dead Space, like I said last week. Um, I started Inkarampa 2 today. Because I've have like a bunch of days off in a row so I think I might as well start on another visual novel <laughs> I've only played an hour of it so I don't have a super strong opinion on it but I do like some of the gameplay changes that were made from 1 to 2 mm-hmm. um, I am very in the middle between characters in this game uh, there's a few that I really like the designs of I think Ibuki looks great um, as does Peko I believe is her name ultimate swordsman's pretty nice uh i hate the ultimate chef though oh because you know, i'm like oh because everyone else i'm talking to like oh i hate this character i'm like oh maybe i won't hate this character maybe i'll think he's okay no you, yeah you, no he's, um... he starts being terrible because the second you start talking to him he's like yo so do you think these these people are just closet sluts yeah okay cool now i know why yeah he, like him. he's that guy 
like immediately i understood why people don't like him because hifumi <laughs> took a hot minute that took like a few chapters for him like oh i don't like you at all mm-hmm. but the, the hanamura is just immediately like oh i hate you i want you to die and you i'm guessing i'm not supposed to hate him i feel like i'm supposed to hate um a character which i can't say who who it is because it's spoilers for tanker one yeah oh give me some yeah. time yeah. um and then the yakuza ultimate yakuza i'm supposed i feel like i'm supposed to hate them because they're assholes towards the main character but like no not, not compared to fucking yo what, what do you think they're wearing though yeah no there's some scattered throughout each game there's like okay you need to go you need to go yeah. you're fine i don't know why people say you need to go that person needs to go though yeah i i want him to go to horny jail forever he does not deserve to see the light of day i don't like him but the chances are if it's anything like Hifumi, i'm stuck with him for about 15 hours so you know that's gonna be cool two is a good one i really enjoy that one i still need to go back and finish Danganronpa 3 at some point because I like started it mm-hmm. but I had literally just played the entire series over the course of two weeks prior yeah, and so fair. it was really burnt out I think um yeah I know my friends say that V3 is like the best one for them it's it's much longer than the yeah. others I've heard it's like 50 plus hours yeah that's what I've heard like 20 Danganronpa 1 is like 20-ish 2 is like 30-ish mm-hmm. and then you go to 3 which is like 40 or 50 <laughs> Like well, once you finish two, you can continue, conclude the story by watching the anime. Yeah, the one, the anime that everybody likes. Yeah. The, the good anime. That's totally not a train wreck or anything. Don't worry, it's good. It's Don't good. worry. Hey man, the Danganronpa anime was my introduction to the series. So. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the original Danganronpa anime isn't too bad. It just has that problem of, um, it's you experience so much more through the gameplay yeah. than the anime. It was also like A One Pictures, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah that'll also explain why, because you have like a relatively low budget anime studio working on it. <laughs> like. The unfortunate thing is just with the game you don't get to experience the uh or with the anime you don't get to experience i actually haven't touched the anime i've just heard that like if you do that the uh character designs just don't translate super well into animation did you not that they're much better as the uh sprite work yeah yeah no it's just one of those cases where it's like they just watching the anime doesn't get you that full experience simply because oh you're not actually going around solving the mysteries and getting the clues yeah, and piecing just, everything together you're piecing together in your head while everyone else you're is doing just it for you. you're just watching the debate uh as opposed to taking part of it it's very much like the phoenix Wright anime in that respect um yeah but yeah i'm liking the like the first hour that i played of uh dr2 so far I'll definitely be playing more in the next few days. Hopefully I can finish it up by sometime in August and then take another... about another month off and then go into three. 
Yeah. Just because I feel like the ending of one just like fried my brain. I'm like, I need to take a break before I jump right in. Oh yeah, there there's gonna need to be some time, especially considering how three is produced, mm-hmm. in that you need to watch the episodes in a very specific order. Hmm. Uh, you need to watch like it, it was really it was really weird. They there's basically two sides of the story. Um, one that takes place before the worst thing that humanity, whatever it's called, yeah. uh, happens, and one that happens and it's actually the continuation of the story. Uh, and so it's like you watch one episode of the story continuation, then you watch one episode of the pre-apocalypse situation, then you go back and forth between those two. Okay. Yeah, I think they just but call it each, the worst. But they're each title. It's like 24 episodes total, but they're each titled like episode one. Oh boy. So it's like you have to watch Side Hope and Side Despair. It's really yeah. awkward viewing experience. Yeah, um... Oof, that, is, that sounds really awkward. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Yeah, I think it's just called, like, the worst event humanity's ever saw or whatever. Like, worst catastrophe. Yeah, something like that. It's something super vague and you don't know what happened. You have I, no idea finished, until you I watch that anime. And I'm like, I still don't know what's, what happened. Or Yeah, no. They you, Until you get to that anime, it's never really explained. I don't know what happened with what the most tragic event of human history is. I just know that it, it happened. Sometime. It happened. So whatever, I guess. We're doing doing Souls storytelling here of, yeah, no, this thing happened. I'm not figure it out. It to you, but it Are you going to give me the tools to figure it out? No. Uh, put the pieces together. Here's a puzzle piece. Here's puzzle pieces to make a puzzle, but you have like 8 out of 10. But they still want you to finish the puzzle. And you need to build the puzzle upside down with only one arm. Yeah, that's that's the only way to make puzzles. There's just no other way. Yeah, d- d- impossible. Um, I don't know what else I did this week actually. I think everything that I talked, to, I think. Oh yeah, I finished. Uh, this isn't video game related, but I did finish Brand New Animal. That's good. It's really. Oh good. yeah, yeah. That is a fun time. Yeah, it's really good, and one of my friends, Blackjack, kept calling it Promare 2 before I started watching. I'm like, I don't know what he means by that. And then I got to like the last episode, I'm like, oh yeah, this is literally just Promare 2. So if you, if you like Promare, you'll probably like fucking... What oh, shit, that was my phone. Well... Time to edit that out. I'm in Studio Trigger, and it looks pretty, so I'm giving it a chance. Like, it looks cute. Much like I will give that cyberpunk anime a chance. Yeah. It will get one chance. Yeah, but yeah, Burning Animal's really good. Um, It's cute. There's a lot of great characters in it. Shiro is really great. And he's Detective Dog Wolfman. Mm -hmm. Um, Michiru is cute. Tanuki Girl. That reminds me, I need to catch up on my Shonen Jumps that released today. And then, oh, same. Oh. <laughs> and then, um, Alan is fantastic. I love him. But anyway, now that's all of the way. So, uh, what's your guys' uh, opinions on the Soul Calibur series? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty um, enjoyable. 
Soul Calibur 6 was like, um, like I'd always been getting into fighting games, but, um, Soul Calibur 6 is probably like the first one I really got into. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like it. Then play five. I played a little bit of four, um, but I didn't really know what I was doing in it. It's really weird because my experience of the Soul Calibur series has literally been only the even ones. So you played two, four, and six, yeah. but you haven't played one. Yeah. I played a little bit of one and five, but I don't own them. Is the thing? Yeah, so like I used to have five yeah. back in the day. Yeah, the experience uh, that I, the most experience I've had with Soul Calibur has been two, four, and six. So it's really weird because <laughs> those are all the ones with all the guest characters, <laughs> mm -hmm. while one and three don't really have any, and then five has one. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the series in general was really great. I think it was it's an interesting take on 3D combat because it came out mm -hmm. around the time of Tekken. I was like, yo, what if we do? The... What if we had did Tekken but with swords? Yeah, because that's basically what it is in terms of um, general always... style. It granted yeah. doesn't play anything; they play completely different. But it's oh yeah, the same in terms of like it's a 3D it's... arena, but it's not like a 3D arena fighter. It's definitely like. I, I've always said it's definitely a good primer for Tekken. Uh, or vice versa. Tekken can be a good primer for Soul Calibur. But it do that doesn't discount it as its own game. It's Both of them uh, play really well, but both of them kind of will help you get into or learn how to play the other. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Because like, I think Soul Calibur in some ways is a little bit easier to understand than Tekken. But at the same time, it's also more complicated. Yeah, it's got its own sets of stuff. Yeah. Especially with, like, holding buttons and, like, mm -hmm. the difference between tapping and holding, which I don't think Tekken does a whole lot. Yeah. And then as opposed to um, Tekken, where you have a button mapped to every limb, now it's, okay, you have vertical slash and horizontal slash yeah, and okay. kick. And then it also depends on, like, how long you hold down this button or... And this combination of buttons, like which one you're holding down the longest, mm -hmm. it makes it a bit more difficult for me personally to um, learn multiple characters. Yeah, I mean, that being said, it's really hard to like actually learn, learn from one of the gathering, but at the very least, it's really easy to like pick a character and have fun at least with Soul Calibur. Yeah. yeah. I guess the same thing with Tekken, where like, if you're not paying attention, you're probably still going to have a lot of fun, but if you're trying to get into it, you're going to have a tough time. Oh yeah, but luckily, especially as someone who's brand new to fighting games, yeah. who's just one of those people who's like, I have to do everything right at the start. I uh, the first thing I have to do is I have to learn how to Korean backdash, and you look at them and go, No, please stop. Just gotta learn how to press button. Just just hit button good. Yeah, it's just the... it's just like Devil May Cry, how to go from a style baby to a style beast. Hit the enemy, don't get hit. Hit the enemy slightly differently. Yeah, um, it's definitely weird too because it, um, Soul Calibur started off very much like a lot of other fighting games at the time, where it's like, yeah, we're just gonna throw you out into the wild, learn the game yourself, idiot. Yeah, or no like training tutorials modes. or super basic and no vague. I think Soul yeah, Calibur it's... two had like a few tutorial-based um, missions in their story mode. Yeah. But they never went in-depth. It was just like, hey, press this button, and you do horizontal. 
you know, back, back in the day, back when fighting game tutorials were just, here's a wall of text to read, yeah. and then you press OK, and then we move to the next wall of text to read. Yeah, I mean, Tekken 6, not Tekken 6, Soul Calibur 6 still has, like, the wall of text thing, but I think it's mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah. Because you can go through a... Because it's all segmented now as, like, here's offense and defense, and you can also look at character-specific stuff. Mm-hmm. So they give you little primers for each character, like, oh, here's how you do stuff with 2B. Here's how dash canceling works with them. Here's the Yoshimitsu stuff. Here's how you can meter burn with Yoshimitsu. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm tired. Like Tekken, like Tekken Seven, where it's just like, yeah, learn it. Here you go. So in that respect, I think it does a little bit better in terms of like teaching you. Yeah, in terms of teaching the player. But then the game system is also still missing frame data, which people oh, think yeah. is an issue. So yeah. Look on the internet very hard to find the frame data you're looking for. Find find the pits, especially in where the Soul Calibur, because it's hard to tell in Soul Calibur when something is unsafe or safe. Yeah, it just kind of seems like most things are neutral, but I don't know. No, that's kind of like when playing the game. It definitely feels like it's a bit of a mash fest. Um, until like both people know like what they're doing, because you're both kind of just like testing what can I get away with. Yeah, that's something to think. Um, another thing I really like too is just the uh, the cast is really like it gets diversified in terms of who who's there. Because like you think with a weapon based thing, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, here's everyone has swords and spears and axes and stuff like the really basic shit. But then you have um, like you have Nightmare and uh, Siegfried who use like great swords, and then you have Ivy who has a whip sword. Like, it's not just here's the very basic weapons. It's like here's all these new cool weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Five did that too with Zvi. I think he had like a really weird like hand sword thing. Yeah. Um. And had a stand. Yeah, he did. I'm I'm struggling to remember it because it has been a yeah, many I years. Know, like a but stand I. Thing. I mean, Tira straight up just has yeah, a a hoop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's got the hoop, but it works. And then her two stances will change how she uses that. Yeah. Um. Of course, Keelik. Uh, I don't remember if he does it in six because I haven't played six in a while. But I know in five, every round he would swap his weapon um, around. It's only, that was only in five. Okay. Yeah, in six he still uses his um. He still just uses staff. Yeah, staff thing, and then you have like the fucking zombie pirate Cervantes who uses a sword and a gun. Sword. Yeah, the sword and the gun. It's like a sword gun and a gun, I think. Yeah, it is. It's he has a gun blade and then a gun. Because you know you need Man, more guns. It's just like really unique, just all those characters, especially with like they constantly got improved. They got more mechanics added onto each to each thing. Because I don't think Zazamel had the uh, stop mechanic until six, if I want to guess. And if yeah, you did, I don't remember if he did. I don't remember that either. Um, it's definitely a cast that's very interesting to just look at. Yeah, like it's definitely something that would grab people's attention compared to, say, what I have heard when I've talked 
about Street Fighter with people who don't know about fighting games or who aren't uh, involved with FGC, and they, they just go, it's just a bunch of martial arts guys punching each other. Yeah, but then Soul Calibur, you have, like, Ivy, and you have Yoshimitsu, who I'm very happy is in both Soul Calibur and Tekken, and they're connected yes. to these, like, ancestors, and it's nice. And he's weirdo Robin Hood in both of them. Good old Yoshimitsu. He's always a good boy. You just gotta get that pogo off, and then you've won the round. Just gotta land your unblockables. And your weird, um, seppuku, your weird seppuku thing. Which, if you miss, you delete your health. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> you lose like 80% of your life if you miss. But then if you hit, it's like 80% of them or something. It's really nice. Um, there's just that. Um, they've also like been changing mechanics a lot throughout the series because I know that Guard Impact is a thing in two because that started. I think that's when they started adding the parry mechanic. Mm -hmm. But then, like for some reason, in Soul Calibur Five, I think is when they started making a cost meter. Yeah, they, that was around the time I believe. It would cost like eight bar to parry instead of just like being able to parry whenever. And they brought it back in six, but they made it to where it doesn't cost meter. It just cost your um your guard gauge technically. Gauge. So your guard can break if you throw out parry too much, which is a really nice like it's still a nice thing because it's no longer a resource that you're like a finite resource. Because like your guard gauge it's, can always it's just no longer something that you have to like weigh as yeah. much. Yeah, it's like uh, oh man, do I really want to parry right now, or do I want to do an ex? Don't want to save for. But now you can literally just be like, no, I can parry right now. Which I appreciate a lot. Mm -hmm. It's always nice to have more options. They've added some other stuff as well, I believe. Are we talking about like the latest update? Um, yeah, they, they added like a the... new type of uh, parry as well. Yeah, like the 236 is like straight up just uh, everyone has kind of like a pseudo DP now. Yeah. <laughs> Then everyone also gets like uh, a new version of the Soul Charge, which is a type of install that everybody gets in Soul Copper 6. Now everybody gets a attack into install. Yeah. Yeah. That's like kind of what I mean. It's not like really DP. It can be for some characters, but it kind of but... just helps them like safely get into it. That's it's definitely just... a really nice like mechanic too, because like I don't know a lot of people ever actually used um, mm -hmm. soul charge because it's like oh you can just because it seems like it was purely defensive. Um, yeah. Unless you, I, I mean, it's... Ivy at least gets some pretty sick combos off of it. Um, I know Killix is like you have to be offensive with it. Like Killix as a character is really defensive, um, kind of just like poking, but when he goes into insult um like you're losing health so like that's kind of like your chance to do some like big damage and be aggressive mm -hmm. it's kind of just like character dependent yeah but there's also like for some reason there's also characters who get their installs anyway because fuck you who don't need to spend meter like uh nightmare and siegfried just get it specifically nightmare wait yeah nightmare can just like has some yeah. moves that just put him into his install Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he just gets buffed. 
whenever uh, it is sort of moves, it just buffs and it's like, all right, that's cool. I don't know if it's the same, if it's the exact same buff, but it's just really annoying to be like, oh man, he hit me with this uh, explode, his burst. Oh no, now he's buffed. Cool. Yeah, it's I think it's a bit of a weaker potency. Yeah, it's like a different buff because um, Cassandra kind of has the same thing with like you do certain moves to get in her into a sword charge um, lightning buff. And then she gets like her new moves off of that, but it's not like, you know, her install, like her actual install. Yeah, it's very interesting just how the game handles that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another thing too that Soul Calibur is kind of known for outside of the, uh, that it's also like their guest characters. Which started in oh, 2, yeah. which gets oh, yeah. me so mad every time. I talk to people, I'm like, oh, what's your favorite Soul Calibur? And they tell me, oh, 2. I'm like, oh, how come? And instead of telling me, yeah, I think the game plays really well. Or really like, how does this mechanic work? Because like, there's links in it. It's like, well, thank you for your <laughs> thought. I will take my penny back. <laughs> there's usually people who have played, like, one one match this whole cop is like links in it this one's the best one it's like all right cool thanks uh-huh. yeah it's neat because like technically he is like the coolest out of the three i would argue because mm-hmm. it's link yeah, it's uh, link, link for gamecube Hachi, spawn and for xbox and Hachi for ps2 the spawn bummer, doesn't even have his cape yeah the bummer is that um did you guys know who's supposed to be Hachi on the ps2 version no um, it's supposed to be cloud yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, and then Cloud I think... was supposed to be the uh, PS2 um, guest character, but then the deal like just fell through. So they're just like, mm-hmm. they're just putting Hayachi. So that would have been really cool to have a new um, the big sword guy. And I'm sure like he would yeah, fit he would really, really well in, the, uh, in that series. He would fit amazingly well, but nope. Nope. Yeah. Either, but I don't know if they if it was like a mutual thing, like the the deal sulfur from both ends, or if it was a Squeenix thing, or if it was a um, Namco thing. I have a feeling it was from both ends, most likely. No, it's just wild to see that you know, just like. Yeah, would have been really cool to see how they worked in when they were character could have been in Soul Calibur, but now he's not. Yeah, would have been interesting to see how they work in Limit Break, or if that would have been like a separate install. I'm sure now, if they put if they could put Cloud in, then they would definitely put in Limit Break as like a little mini meter. Of course. Yeah, like Smash already did it. You know. Yeah. It's it's pretty. We seen like it. You can. It's definitely doable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then 3 took a vacation, I think. I think 3 didn't have any guest characters that I know of. No, 3 did not, I believe. Yeah, I think 3 was purely, here's Soul Calibur characters. Then 4 was really weird. I think 4 is the weirdest. Yeah, yeah it's Because they had the Star Wars characters. They had Yoda, Darth yeah. Vader, and um, Starkiller from Force Unleashed as a promotion for, I think, both um, Force Unleashed and for uh, Revenge of the Sith. That was like the game selling point. (laughs) For me as a wee lad, seeing Yoda just doing flips around everywhere, I was like, I want to play this game. 
this is what I, I mean, want. It was definitely something that got me interested, but at the yeah. same time I started playing, I'm like, Yoda's so short. I yeah. hate this. Yoda's the worst to fight <laughs> because of how small he is. I feel. Didn't he get banned? Like from tournaments, he just couldn't play in. I'm he pretty was... sure he did. Yeah, just because. Probably. Of the I, I mean, mean it... other Star Wars guys' characters were fair game to play because you know they're normal height. Mm -hmm. It's just not Yoda. Yeah, it's not like Charlotta who has an extended hitbox because of the crown. Uh, it's just no. This is short character in game filled with tall characters. Yeah, and with very little lows, mind you. Much like Salty Bet, always bet on a uh, tiny character. Yeah, always bet on Yoda. Yeah, those are the weirdest ones. I do know that 4 was like the... I think I played 2 when I was younger a lot, because I had the Xbox version. Though I didn't play Spawn at all, I played Yoshimitsu on 2. Mm -hmm. um, and I think on... I owned 4 for a long time. I never played a lot of Yoda. I played my own character, which was just Yoshimitsu, but blue. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I named him Norris too, because I was during the time where Flat Chug Norris was the funniest meme joke thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I didn't play any of the guest characters for those ones for some reason. I'm sure if I had the PS the uh, PS3 version, I would definitely play Vader. So as a yeah. Vader kid. Um. Funnily enough, I do remember seeing, when I was younger, looking at gameplay of Darth Vader, and because I was looking at the move list or whatever, because the guy's going for the move list in the video, I thought that Vader was on a Wii version of the game because of how the the font for the punch and the kicks and slashes looked. I'm like, oh, this must be a Wii version because it has this rectangle, and the Wii has rectangles for the B button. <laughs> and that was literally what I thought as a kid. Jeez. But no, there was no Wii version. I mean, there was the Wii you in your Wii remote around? <laughs> yeah, no, that happened. So Vader was on PS3. And I never messed with him, though. He did come to Xbox later as DLC. And same for Yoda on PS3, I believe. That was definitely the weirdest decision that they've made for guest characters, like, by far. And hmm. Soul Calibur 4 in general is a very weird Soul Calibur game. Yeah. I liked I like playing it and I still like playing it every once in a while, but it's very, very weird. And I can't put my hands on exactly why it's so weird, but I think the biggest reason it reason is the Star Wars characters and the Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, it's game. just so out of place. Like And I say that whereas in six we have the two two B who is a robot android from the future. Yeah, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it though. It's still weird. Um then you have Five, and 5 only added Ezio as DLC. Ezio. Which, even if you can argue, like, oh, that's such a boring pick, he, he makes sense. Yeah. Soul Calibur takes place during like, the 14, 1500s, and that's where Ezio existed. So it makes perfect sense in the timeline sense. Big Assassin's Creed yeah, hype train. Assassin's Creed 2 was out around that time. Brotherhood was coming out soon. Yeah, so good marketing push right there. I'm fine with that. That's one. That's a Ubisoft guest character for a fighting game. I don't mind. I'm not mad like I am with fucking Warden and Sam Show. Yeah. Who is by far the seems like the worst character in that game. I hate him. <laughs> I bought him, so I'm like, I'm gonna see how he feels. He is awful in Sam Show. I hate him. He has two. Oh, moves. that's sad. He has like. Uh, shoulder tackle and some other move. He just does not feel good. Uh, yeah. mm. No, he has a shoulder tackle and a parry, and I think that's it. 
Well, so like they tried. Those two moves. Like, yes, um, For Honor's not going to get that uh, resurgence. <laughs> Unfortunately. Nope. Um, but yeah, I think as the Ubisoft representative, he's definitely the best choice and he's fine. I liked <laughs> playing him when I messed around with him. I, I remember when I was playing it, I played him a good amount. Yeah, it's also just because 5, again, again, 5 is also a weird one, but not because of how 4 was weird. It was weird because they wanted to do a third strike with it. Where they're like, yeah. oh, here's the new generation of characters, but all of them are terrible. Like, yeah, all of them weren't great. Just design-wise, like, I, I don't think I like Siegfried any of them. old man now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm still going to play Siegfried. And I don't, think I don't I like, care about this new kid. Yeah, but I don't think I liked any of the new characters. In terms of their design and personality, it's like, whatever, I just want the old ones. Yoshimitsu is the only one I was okay with, because who cares? It's Yoshimitsu, he's just gonna be it's a dude. Yoshimitsu. He's just gonna be a dude wearing a mask, so who cares? Um, I do know that, uh... Good old-fashioned Yoshi... Yoshimitsu, um... Had, like, a clock hand... A clock wood hand in that game, that was pretty neat. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and you got and there's a little you see his clock hand moving around. Look at the gears and stuff, and that's really cool. Um, what else? So I think that's it with five. I don't. I really don't have anything to say about five other than it's a weird one. And oh, and one on Pierre back. Because <laughs> he is the big weirdo in that game, who is the joke character because he. Has like the, the hidden blade things that Ezio yeah, has, but he's a dork. And he's, he's always like running away. Yeah. And... Oh, if I if I remember correctly, wasn't his like super like a counter super, yeah, and it was like super. cowering yeah. for his life, and then your character misses their attack or something, and then he starts beating on them. Yeah, something like that. It's really dumb, but I love it. He he makes a good joke character. I want him back, but I don't think I'll ever. He's, come he's back. a good Dan. He'll never come back, but I can dream. <laughs> but, and then after five, it's like, they went dormant for, like, half a decade, basically. If not a full decade, like, nearly yeah, a decade. So yeah, and then Soulcover 6 came out, like, two years ago, I think. Was it already two years ago? Yeah. yeah. I think it was 2018. Um, like, September, yeah, I think it was? September, October. Yeah, Soul Calibur Five released in 2012, so that's about a six years. six years. Yeah, so that's insane, like just that big of a gap, and I can definitely tell because there's just a lot of effort and love that went to Six that I that just seems like oh, yeah. Five didn't really have. Six is a soft reboot. It's like weird. It's like a sequel, but a soft reboot still. <laughs> um, all the characters are back. All the old ones, basically. There's some old ones that didn't come back. All the ones you want. All the ones that you care about, I should say, are back. Um, they brought back some older ones, some newer ones from 4, 5, and 6, because Hilda was originally from either 3 or 4. I think she was 4, yeah. And then she's now back with a cool little crown. It still plays roughly the same, which is pretty cool. So not everything from 4 and 5 is uh, forfeit. And then they added like three guest characters in this one, which I'm very okay with. Because the main one, the main selling point originally was Geralt. 
which like Ezio, it's like yeah you can argue that and that's oh that's such a lame character choice but it still fits mm-hmm. just because it's a it's a fucking monster hunter dude with magic no yeah i don't think like i saw anybody that wasn't hyped for yeah. hero like that was a pretty Geralt big deal. Had, yeah. Geralt had been working the block too because he had also yeah. he's in Monster Hunter. He's in this yeah, game. He's, um, um, he's in other stuff. I know he's in other games as well. Had come out, so everybody was hype over Gwent. Uh, Geralt's getting those royalties. Wasn't he in Assassin's Creed? Was he? Or was it that Assassin's Creed was in The Witcher? Maybe I'm thinking Monster Hunter. I might be thinking Monster Hunter. Yeah, you're thinking oh, of Monster I don't know Hunter. how they work in Assassin's Creed Quest, yeah. I believe, for Monster Hunter. I must look this up real quick. I want to make sure. I'm going to see if I'm being dumb or not. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I think you're thinking of Monster Hunter. Yeah. I probably am. I recently re- started replaying. Oh yeah, that's a good video game, and all my friends play on PC, and I am the one sole PS4 player, so I have to start over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but enough about that. Back to fight game. Yeah, um, yeah, Geralt was definitely like a really good choice, and they brought him in really well because they gave him all of his spell stuff, and they made that all of his spells into. Yeah, they universe. had like Igni. Which is really neat because they're kind of meter burns in The Witcher because you use like adrenaline or whatever and that's built up by doing damage. Mm-hmm. So they did that really well. They got both of his swords, both his steel and silver, and they made it to where silver does more damage on enemies that are soul charged. Mm-hmm. Which is a really neat little gimmick. That it was definitely a great thing. Yeah. And they implemented it really well. They really thought about how to... Um best make use of his abilities. And they definitely did that again with the next one, which is 2B. I think that Automata. was my most hype one. Which is so weird to think about, but then you go into the interviews and you'll get Yoko Taro who's like, yo, I'll put 2B in anything if you give me money. Because <laughs> he's such a fucking... Very accurate. Yeah, he will also add to whatever he needs 2B in. He's a fucking champ, and I love it. But Tubi is also put in amazingly well, because she has a lot of the stuff that she has in Automata, obviously. She has all of the weapon types. Mm-hmm. But she also has, like, her dash cancels. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, and she's got dodge animation. Yeah. She has all of the uh, all of the pod subtypes are in there. You have all of the original voice actors coming back, the V2B and pod. It's just like, again, a wonderfully crafted DLC guest character, and then did the same with Halmaru later on. Like, here's an SNK pick, and he plays like a Sam Show character. As I learned today. Yeah, because he took fucking 60%. Much like Terry in Smash, if you just want to play a different game, pick this character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just play Halmaru and fish for uh, B plus K attacks. Just get that. Just get that heavy slash. That's all you need. (laughs) 
yeah, and again, Halmaru was also a fantastic character. I like, I don't love him because, again, Halmaru is one of my. I don't hate Halmaru, I just think he's alright, you know? He's in the same realm as most protagonist characters. I'm like, man, they're fine. Just pretty bog standard. He's a Ryu. Yeah, they put him in the game because he's the most recognizable Sam Show character. I definitely, in terms of the Sam Show cast, I would have preferred Galford or um, Hanzo. I love Galford. Because he has a dog. Yeah, that would have been really cool, or um, Hanzo would have been amazing. I would have really liked Jubei. Yeah, Jubei. Jubei's probably my favorite uh, sh- uh, Shoto in that game. I feel like Charlotte probably could have worked really well as well. Just because, you know, you have add Hot Lady Knight into the game to have, like, a game with, like, four or five Hot Lady Knights. Yep, it would fit really well thematically. Or, you know, again, like, just, there's a lot of characters I think they could have added, but Hamaru is fine. I don't mind. I'm not mad. <laughs> I like playing him, so it's whatever. Um, that definitely also shows SMK's commitment to crossovers, because they've been doing that a lot recently. Because <laughs> you have that, you have all their crossovers in KOF All-Star, you have their Center and Kagura thing they did recently. Where they added, like, Kula... Um, Athena and Leona into a San Kagura game. Mm-hmm. You have there's some other stuff too recently that happened and it's like oh I didn't know that. The For Honor thing is a really weird one but you can tell that SNK just likes doing oh Terry and everything. So you can just tell that I think SNK just likes doing crossovers. I don't think there's anything like them doing anything what's it called you know? Yeah. They just like doing crossovers i don't think of course they're doing it for exposure but i think also they just like doing it yeah uh i can imagine they're finally like not in as much of a hole as they used to be yeah now they can just kind of they're allowed to experiment more and just open up as opposed to what what company bought them was it tencent tencent i believe yeah it either just was like no. or it's like a subsidiary of Tencent because either way they're owned they're owned by a Chinese company either way but I'm pretty sure yeah. it's either Tencent or it's a shell company I think it's Tencent but yeah once they got bought by Tencent their skills just went underused it's like um what's it called it's like with Platinum being like hey we're bought out by we're not bought out, but like we're getting funding from this company. They're just letting us do whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening with um, Sam Show since SNK was in Pachinko Hell for so long. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, hey, here's money. And so they made KOF 14, like, Sam Show. They also made SNK All Star, uh, the, all, the all female one, but we don't talk oh, about yeah. that game. One we quietly forget. Yeah, that game existed. The fighting game running at 30 frames per second on most things. <laughs> um, yeah, SNK has been doing really well for itself recently, so I'm personally happy that they've been doing a lot of these crossovers because it just sheds more light on SNK. Yeah, especially company yeah, definitely. Dear to my heart. SNK is a very good company, and I like them. Um, yeah, so there's another thing I want to talk about that we should talk about Soul Calibur that I realized we didn't talk about yet. Character creation. Oh, of course. We were yeah. going to get around to it. Yeah. That was added As I... in Soul Calibur 3? 
originally, and it was I think it was only no, you can do it outside of it, but it was mainly for the story mode in that game, which was like a weird RTS fighting game. Not like yeah. Game two, but like literally you're RTSing, and then if you want to go into a fighting game mode, you can. Uh-huh. It was already better now, than Year Two. Yeah, <laughs> that was what I was about to say. You already got to jump up by actually having a fighting game in your game. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that. And then 4 had it, and each game just kind of made more and more use of it. And then 6 mm-hmm. has it to where it's like super like in-depth. Super in-depth, and it's the reason. It's literally my friend uh, got his copy on release day. I drove him to GameStop. We laughed at the stupid collector's edition box that made sound effects. Oh, that's cool. Oh. Oh, it's so dumb. It's got like a button <laughs> on the inside. You press, and then it'll say like the stage of history, well, and all kinds of little recently. sound bites. And it's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, and the entire reason he bought it was he was like, "I don't like the look of the regular box. The steel case is much nicer, but this feature is stupid." <laughs> um, yeah, I do like um a lot of uh, what's it called. Of the character creation, I never use it. Yeah. I think I've made yeah. like three or four characters, and oh, all the characters I that I have I made, I quite literally just look at a guide. And I'm like, how do I do this? Because I'm not creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not creative, so it's like, okay, what can I do that's very very simple, <laughs> but somewhat unique? Oh, yeah, okay, one where it's like I'm just gonna use other people. I'm gonna use clown to be. <laughs> yeah, I've, um, I made one that's really stupid, and I thought it was really funny when I first made it. It's uh. It's a mummy, but he's wearing all, he looks all dapper, and he has, like, a monocle, and he has, oh, um, he's, uh, Raphael, so he has a rapier, so I just made him Remy, the gentleman mummy. And I thought that was really funny. Why? I spent the first five hours I got the game just in character creation, um, I just, like, weaved out, I was just like, I'm gonna make all these anime characters, and it was... I mean, that's so what everybody did. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, me and my friend, we popped in the game, and first thing we did as soon as it was ready to go was, all right, let's go see what dumb stuff people have made. Yeah. Oh, there's a fake character. Oh, there's, like, Ryu. Oh, there's Johnny from Exert. <laughs> oh, and that would have been a good one. Yeah, I'm made... not creative enough to actually put effort into it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went, like, all out with that. I did, like, Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul, and I did, like, to make it look like he had the actual, like, Kagane on his back, just do the, um, antler decorations, and then flip them upside down, so one's going up and one's going upside down, and then just give him, like, a red pattern on them. Dude, I went, like, all out with character creation. It's definitely the highlight of me playing. <laughs> I think that's everybody's highlight, too. Um, if I was yeah. more creative, I feel like it would be for me. There's definitely always, like, a deep-seated enjoyment. It's like, I, I giggle as I fight with um, Maxi, but he's Ronald old McDonald. <laughs> it's like, how can I not love that? I wish I could be creative enough to come up with uh, custom characters and costumes and things that just look cool. But I'll just happily use these memes. Yeah, um, again, that's really cool. Um, 
So I guess Troy's only really played a lot of um, six, so that counts as his. Because I was gonna ask what your guys' favorite Soul Calibur was. Um, I would say. But I want to say it's like six for me, honestly, just because like there's enough, there's a lot of like chunk meat in there. <laughs> that and the guest characters are all really nice. Um, the game itself just has, it seems like there's a lot of love put into it. I would also probably say six, though I do have big attachment to four. But that's largely just because of the amount of time that I played it. And the amount of people I knew that had it. Uh, it was like, it was that and Mortal Kombat 9 were the fighting games that pretty much everybody had. Yeah, I feel like Mortal Kombat definitely for that for me. I think Soul Calibur not really. There's a few people that I knew that had it, but not a lot. But when I say everybody, I mean like, 20 people because I went to a small private school with a 40 kid graduating class in middle school. Um, I think, yeah, never mind. Yeah, six is definitely my favorite, like, hands down. Yeah, I'd have to say six is my favorite, um, due to just how it feels. Uh, like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm having a hard time explaining it. The feeling of how the characters control, uh, and just seeing Soul Calibur after a long time. I know that's a stupid reason to like rank it high. It's just because I had nostalgia for the series, and I'm glad to see it back in the limelight. But it's honestly, that's part of it. Um, um, just seeing all those old characters again and getting to mess around and do cool stuff in the character creator um run around and scare my friend as nightmare because they're not because they're used to old nightmare and how slow he used to be the fucking demon in that game and just go up for the grabs um definitely i think also it's just a return to form i guess mm-hmm. just because you have like because i feel like i've talked about most two out of five of the soul cover games being really weird yeah, it's just because they tried to to experiment a, a whole lot, and then six is like, well, people like Tekken Seven, and Tekken Seven is like kind of a return to form for Tekken, so fuck it, let's do it for six, and it paid off, I think. Oh, it sure. I believe it definitely did. Um, we're gonna do a rap a slap pretty soon. But before then, I have one more question. Shoot. Okay, so, what's, uh, this is all an assumption. Let's assume that Soul Calibur 7 is coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And John Bandai Namco goes to you and says, you're pretty cool. We want you to pick a guest character. Ooh. So what's a guest character you want to see in Soul Calibur? Here's the, the only stipulation is that it can, they could not have been from another Soul Calibur game. So no link, okay. no to be. Those already happened, and they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, other than that, it's fair game. It could be literally whatever. If you wanted Hollow Knight in the game, sure. If you wanted Travis touchdown, sure. It can be literally any character, even a character that fits fights with their fist because whatever Heihachi was in Soul Calibur two. Yeah, so anything. There's a press So anything goes. Um. Easy. The Chad Thundercock himself, Yu Narukami, <laughs> makes a debut in another game, asserting his Chad dominance. 
He's in Nagi. He's in Nagi. You had it. You, you, do you remember that time that you fought all those people in that medieval setting? What happened then? <laughs> Could you tell us that story? Oh, yeah, that's gonna be fucking canon oh, if, yeah, if Soul Cobra 7 was a thing. It would be canon. <laughs> I was oh. walking to class one day and just, you know, I got pulled into the Velvet Room by Igor. And he's like, yo, you need to go beat up a weird samurai guy. He's kind of being said, okay, right now. Why not? We we went into the wrong TV. Don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we went we went into the one from my house instead of the one at Juness. <laughs> uh, they're gonna. Mm, I hate that you're right because every every single side game that is in the in the thing is canon. Yeah, it sure is. I think sure. BB tag is the only thing. Is BB tag canon? No, uh, not for Persona at least. Okay, Persona. good. But so Arena is canon. Uh, so Q, and Arena are both canon. Yeah. It's canon, but it erases the event. memory, so whatever. So who cares? And then Dancing All Night is canon. I hate that so much. How everything is canon. <laughs> it's, it's like the 2B thing, where it's like, Yoko Taro's like, yeah, I know the stage play is canon. The musical is canon. The musical is canon. The, the FF novels are canon. canon. Yeah, the Final Fantasy fourteen raid is canon. And all this other shit. So it's like, if you're going to be jumping into um, Nier Replicant, I hope you're ready for some of that shit to be in that game and be confused. Hey, get ready, son. Because even though it's a remake of a old of Nier Replicant, guess what? Chances are, Yokotaro is probably going to be there like, yeah, here's some more. You're going to find a, even if it's something as simple as you find a pod item on the ground. Yeah, it's like, I hope you're ready to, <laughs> I hope you're ready to play Sino Alice, because that's going to be canon. You have to. You have to learn about Pinocchio being cute. But in oh God! Way. I don't know why uh, Pinocchio's cute in that game, but he is, and I hate it. Because he's not a wood. He's not a wood boy. He's like a regular, regular person. He's like a person. Yeah. Um, and just in general, like uh, I, I don't like that. But I feel like he could work. I think you can definitely add in the Persona Break mechanic into that game. Mm-hmm. And not like a BB tank on a break where it's like, oh, you take chip damage, like literal. Oh, hey, you hit your persona got broken four times. You can't use it for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can work, and you can make Narukami like a a distance demon with his uh, with Izanagi because you can give him lawn. Imagine lawnmower in a 3D setting. Oh, jeez, I'm here for it. Then, just hey, you know. you're you're in a boss battle now. Just yeah. dodge these enemies. <laughs> um, cool. if John Bamco yeah. walked up to me, I would probably have to say, you know what? This is awful because I just had it and it's gone now. Um. <laughs> Because uh, I had a few ideas floating around my do head. To, do you want me to do mine and you can go yeah, back to it? Yeah, go ahead. See if I can grab it. Okay. Um, I was thinking about who I actually wanted. Um, if I'm oh. able to go like full ham and just not care, I would want Jin from uh, Blaze Blue into it. Just give... oh, from Blaze Blue, yeah. I was like, but we already have Devil Jin. No, no, don't worry from... about it. If you create a custom character in Soul Calibur 5. 
Yeah, like just literally. Um, I think Jen from Blaze Blue. I think it'd be really cool to have ice, the obnoxious <laughs> ice mechanics in Soul Calibur. <laughs> so more of my friends who aren't super into fighting games can get mad at me. Well, gonna have to do some more editing a little bit, but um, yeah, that or um, Cecil from Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, I don't Cecil. know. You probably can't do a whole lot, but I want Cecil because he's it, my favorite Final cool Fantasy main character. Um, I did get I did get my idea back. Um, and my answer is the same one I have for Tekken, and it's put freaking Kiryu in the game. You cowards! <laughs> yeah, I I want to see him do. I mean, they moves. could. They could do the um. What's the name of that Yakuza? Um. The Yakuza, um... Do you with an eye patch? No, 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 no. The Yakuza game, that's, uh, takes place in, like, the 1700s, 1400s or whatever, and he has a gun. Ishin. Ishin? Yeah. It takes place during, uh, the... I think it's Meiji Restoration? Yeah, yeah, put in, put in, put in Kiryu, so but it has to be Ishin Kiryu, so you give him a gun. You give him a sword <laughs> yeah, the gun. Yeah, the gun style. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll... Much like with Tekken, I think any game that puts Kiryu in could be interesting. Because Kiryu has a pretty basic moveset, even in the Yakuza games. It's pretty much just a punch, 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 finishing blow uh, at the end of your combo. But it's when you integrate the heat moves. Like, if they found an interesting way to integrate the heat mechanic as, like, an install or something, mm -hmm. I think that'd be epic. I don't know if y'all have ever played a Yakuza game. Garrett, I, I know not. you bought... I, bought... I bought Yakuza 0. Because it was $5. Um, I just haven't started it yet. But there is literally hundreds of heat moves in that thing. Um, and I've there are things such as shoving a box of nails into a person's mouth. There is catching a sword in your teeth and then punching the person in the gut. There is slamming a person's head into a car door. Dude, make that his, uh, make that his super. Yeah, um, that's it. there's that's... all, there's tons of potential. Uh, and I think he'd be a great fit for pretty much anything you tried to put him in. Um, so yeah, I definitely have to say Kiryu, hands down. Yeah, so there, there we go, there's our guest characters that we want mr john bamco if you are listening um do it you can yeah do it um i think that's kind of it for today it's a little scatterbrained just because like we don't have the full amount of people we normally have and i still wanted to do something and i figured soul caliber is a relatively like safe topic it's safe and small mm -hmm. i don't think any of us are like None of us are hardcore professional Soul Calibur players, so we're not going to be able to go into that side how great the mechanics are specifically. But at the very least, we were able to talk about why we like them, why we think they're pretty neat, and all of that. Yep. I don't think I have anything else to add. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, not particularly. Except, yeah. uh, even though this podcast is about Soul Calibur, shout shouts to Capcom. Uh, make another JoJo game, you cowards. Make another well, heritage for the future. We'll re-release it. Easy. 
I don't know why they haven't. Like, this is the perfect time to. Licensing. Yeah, but I mean, like, Licensing. I don't know why the license holders aren't, like, letting them do well, it. Well, because I think somebody else has the license. Because yeah. um, the 3D one, the 3D arena games were not made by Capcom. Yeah, CyberConnect. Yeah, CyberConnect. So they are, and I think, I don't know who was actually the license holder. Because I imagine CyberConnect was contracted to make the game. But the publisher or somebody else yeah. probably bam, bam bamco or something yeah so like bamco uh, should just like let capcom re-release it because like, i'm tired of having to fight cade yeah and it's like the perfect time to like oh you're, yeah you're in the jojo high part, part five ended if you, like last year and part six uh i believe has been confirmed to be in production uh so yeah, it's a perfect time, especially with all the interesting stuff you could do with characters. Because the thing about Heritage for the Future is it only focuses on characters from Part 3. So it's like, well, what if we put in Part 4 characters yeah. or Part 5 characters? I remember watching a video one time. I don't remember um, who made it. It was like a small video, but it was like good ideas for jojo fighting game characters it's like okay what if we made killer queen a character or uh yoshikage kira or yeah. um dopio or something mm, dopio would be cool would kind of be like a stance change yeah or no not dopio diavolo but um it's, yeah same, same thing but yeah. i i remember i think i think probably his best idea that i remember hearing was for kira and it was um because everybody was like, because his main idea when talking about how you would design it was like, okay, how are you going to work Bites the Dust into it? Uh, and basically he was like, okay, well, let's work the Bites, because if Bites the Dust actually worked, you'd have to reset the round, right? And so he was like, okay, what if we make it so you can't activate Bites the Dust until maybe like 20 seconds have passed or something? And if you activate it, you reset the round, but you can't use your stand anymore. So now you're going to take chip damage from everything, and most of your options for combat are gone. Uh. Uh, and uh, if you if you hit the point on the clock at which you activated Bites the Dust, the opponent instantly loses, which would be, again, like a pretty awful thing to put in the game, but... Like, the counter of not having your stand so most of your options are gone yeah. it's a gamble and you can always coward out by calling Killer Queen back but then you can't win with the timeout anymore yeah I'm against Flame 1 I, I do want another that and either like it's either Capcom coming back to do it or just like I don't know like I guess Arxis is the go-to but yeah, Arxis. Well, I think I already have an idea of what they're next. Yeah. It, well, it, it's dependent, but I remember there was like an interview from a few years back where they were like, yeah, we would love to do a Fate fighting game at some point. Yeah, mm -hmm. if they do do a Fate one, I do want them to do... I want Team Blue to do it, but I'm sure they're just going to give the, company, the team who's been working on like Dragon Ball and... Um, Grand Blue instead of... Because that's not technically Team Red, but it's like a weird 
Guilty yeah. Gear type thing, and they're probably gonna get to them and be like, "Do the Guilty Gear art style for it again instead of using your gorgeous sprites that you never use anymore." I don't. I don't know. I think they might. I think Team Blue would do good work on it. Uh. Yeah, they just wanted to do sprites again. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the Those new good sprites they added sprites. to BB Tag all look fantastic. Like all the Ruby sprites look amazing in that game. Hmm. It's just weird seeing all the ruby sprites and then seeing the like under night sprites. Even though now they're like updated and you know you now they're updated but before they weren't. Yeah, no, not looking. back in the day it was like looking at Morrigan in any Capcom fighter ever because we just used the same sprite for everything. Yeah, and they still do that with the um, Blazewood characters, sadly. Yeah, they're all still the same like HD sprites that they made in 08, which still look good. Like that's kind of they still look good. That's the but thing, like, but like you can tell that looking at them and then looking at like Undernight right next to them or comparing to literally anything else, it's like, oh, all mm-hmm. right. It's like they're about on the same level of quality as P4 Arena, but then you see Undernight and then you see the Ruby sprites and you're like, okay, these are obviously a bit higher quality. I'm just, I want them to update their sprites eventually. I'm sure Hopefully. they will with the next Blaze Blue game, because they've said that they want to do more Blaze Blue, I think, and that the next <laughs> one is just going to be like a new thing, because Central Fiction it'll, is the last it'll be one. The, it'll be the third strike of Blaze yeah, Blue. Basically, because they've said that um, Central Fiction was the last one for the Azure Saga, or like the last one for Ragnar's story. Mm-hmm. So they can totally just do. Here is a new one, and now Naoto's the main character or something. Yeah. So they could easily just do that. And bring in uh, Subakuman and stuff. Oh, yeah. So you have options. Then I wouldn't feel weird about playing Hakuman. You don't like that he's Jin? No. Why not? What's wrong? Jin... I don't like Jin. <laughs> What's wrong? He just wants to kill his brother. Yeah, uh, What's the wrong with that? Borderline. I don't know. Incest going on. He's kind of an incel. Um, he's fun to play though. That's it though. That's all I can say. <laughs> can't believe Troy doesn't like the. Uh... Yeah. I can't believe you don't, don't like the. Virtual. I can't believe you don't like the murder yandere incest wife who has Bondo. I know, crazy to believe. I guess I'm just not like the other FGC players. Literally, oh, everyone God. hates Jin though, but me. <laughs> like I'm the only person that likes Jin. I don't like Jin. I'm the only person. Jin. I don't think James likes Jin. Um, Austin no. doesn't. I re- vividly remember killing Hakuman for Austin because I told him about. Him being Jin, Hakuman being Jin. Yeah. Like, so many people hate Jin and the FGC. Like, I'm not the, I'm like the only person that's like, oh, Jin's really cool. I like him. He has, like, he could be cool. I think he's fun to play and his kid's cool, but then he's, as a character, I'm just like, God, I don't like him. Yeah, that's fair. Even if you were wrong. No, it's fine. It's fine. 
Yeah, it better be. No, no, it's all right. I don't even care. Are we going to have a problem? <laughs> Just like uh, discount Virgil, it's okay. It's all right. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> I'm just more virginal in my life, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't think anybody would complain about more Virgil in their life. Yeah. Except that one guy. Dave. Um, no, I, I just remember reading a scrub quote one time. That was just like, I'm laughing because I'm at a tournament right now and my friend is getting so mad because... <laughs> Because he's playing uh, Virgil against my friend, and my friend barely has played UMVC3, mm -hmm. and he's getting wrecked by this Virgil, and this this big black guy is just going, get fucked, white boy, get fucked, get <laughs> motivated. Get motivated, white boy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a classic. Anyway, I believe that it's time for us to head out. As we have told, Soul Calibur is good. Um, I do think Soul Calibur is worth Soul Calibur Six is worth picking up on a um, a discount. It is good game. Yeah, definitely. It usually goes on sale whenever Namco has a publishing sale or just like game sale. every other month. Yeah, so like every other month it goes on sale for like twenty bucks, and I think it's worth picking up then, especially um, DLC characters. I think are worth picking up, but definitely like wait for those to go on sale because they are expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, Halmaru ran me, like, $8, I think. Yeah. I think some of the older ones are, like, 5 a pop. I but, think so. But... It depends. I know, it's, I know Season 2, all the characters are really expensive. So definitely wait for a discount for those as well. But I do think it's worth picking up and playing, especially if you want to... If you're creative. Mm -hmm. At least they'll get discounts, unlike Gundam. <laughs> yeah, fair. 20 DLC suits, $5 each. Oh, what a good deal. Anyway, um, this has been Here Comes a New Challenger. You were talked to, or listened to, I don't know, by uh, Mr. Bo? Hello. Uh, Mr. Probius Troy? Good boy. And then me, the host, Garrett. Yeah. If you like listening to us, keep listening to us. Um, next week will be something different. I don't know. I'll figure that out. I am just tired because usually day uh, weeks with uh, two podcasts, I usually die by the end of it. But that's understand. You know what? I'm still have fun of both of these. So uh, see you guys next time. Bye -bye.